Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. I'm ready for justice. Hi, I'm Phil. I'm a guest and I'm very excited to be here on Justice League Minute. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you for, for joining the show. Yeah. Because your first time on DC Cinematic Minute. Um, you know, of course, uh, you're here, but you're you're also um, someone I, I, I've been following on, on social media for quite a bit, and I've seen you pop around on some Dueling Genre podcasts. I know I um, do, don't I? Just which so also, elusive. Uh, you know, a, a fantastic artist. Uh, oh, there's a certain illustration you do for a, a Disney villains book line, but you do, oh, I yeah, think, yeah, for the Italian right. covers, right? Uh, French, yeah. Oh, oh it's, French. it's the French. Just has to for the French. I did, yeah, I do, yeah. So, yeah, I'm currently I'm a professional illustrator, I guess you could you could say. I mean, considering, and um, I live, I'm here happily living in Europe, uh, even though my accent is not European whatsoever. Uh, but you know, I'm from Indiana, uh, and <laughs> but my but my entire family is European, like they're from Croatia, from Slovakia, and. So I'm all over the place. I used to live in Austria, so now I know German as well for some reason. I don't know what's going on with me. But anyway, I think the basic thing that everyone needs to know about me is that I've done Movies by Minutes podcasts before. I actually used to be the co-host for The Matrix Minute, which happened a long, long time ago in 2017. And I just love movies. I love talking about movies. And um, I've been making movies when I was a kid and a teenager and I've gone through like film school and all that stuff and the saddest thing about that is that I just haven't done any movies for a while which has been a little bit disappointing but I'm hoping to go back to it uh, very soon Uh, I say that all the time but uh, it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it's like Tim Burton when I don't know if you've seen the documentary uh, the death of Superman lives what happened yeah yes at the at the end of this strict this quote struck me all the time and I think about it a lot where he just says you'll you you can talk to me about you know Superman lives when I'm 85 and I still think yep still gonna do it still gonna do it that's kind of my attitude with going back to making movies so uh, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah so I uh, don't want to go down a whole trail of you know what I'm about but you know I guess that's basically it I also do voice acting as well and I've done uh, an audiobook people know about because it's always on the internet um fan made uh, it's called the lord of the rings and you know I put mm-hmm. sound effects and music and all that sort of stuff in there and i started a, a small production company to do the same thing for at this time public domain uh, books and we had the jungle book just come out uh, a week ago which is very... oh the jungle book did come out it did okay. and it's it was it's a very quiet release because honestly like it's only three people working on this production company so we're all kind of exhausted me of our own things to do and you know it's a start it's a small start but it's a start and i'm just so happy that yeah it's done. there we it's go a great yeah it's a great start you know i was gonna ask you about lord of the rings and jungle book of course yeah i, I did not i i, I think last I, I saw it was still you know, there was a sample out and, you know, it was coming out. But, yeah. Um, it's a long yeah. haul. It was it was so much hard work. But anyway, we're not here for yeah. Jungle Book. We're here well, for justice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little it excited. In. It ties in because, uh, you know, we're talking about like uh, making content and 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 this movie, this Snyder cut, it, it is that, you know, like it this is. idea that 
and, you know, this wouldn't be released. And it did uh, eventually get released. And so There's, it just yeah. defied reality. There's, there is so much that I was, um, like, perplexed about with that. Because, you know, I'm sure, every, I think you guys have gone through this topic so often. But, uh, you know, the whole release the Snyder Cut, that's just become a meme unto itself. And it's unreal to know that there is a Snyder Cut and it exists. I was so surprised as well. And I'm someone, just for context for everyone listening, I'm not really that much of a fan of the the Zack Snyder DC, what it's called the DCEU, right? Yeah, I guess. Like, yeah, I in passing, like I've seen Wonder Woman, I've seen Man of Steel, I've seen um, Batman versus Superman which was honestly one of the most miserable experiences in a theater I've ever had. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's uh, okay. And and then a friend of mine, <clears throat> his name's Luke, he wanted me to watch uh cuz we I I didn't I'm I just zoned out out of like watching Justice League when it came out in November 2017. I think a lot of people did, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't see it until Zack Snyder's Justice League came out and I was like well that is a huge curiosity because that thing I didn't even know would have existed because everyone's always talking about release the cut for Snyder cut it's like you know there's a lot of um, misinformation and not misinformation necessarily there's just not a lot of education on like the general public of how movies are made and yes yeah you know and so when someone says there is a Snyder cut somewhere (sighs) there's so much context about yeah like is like you it's know, like semantics, basically. Of saying exactly, because like, those things don't exist unless they're actually filmed and they there was an intention of some kind and it has so many factors to it. So, um, you know, when people say release this cut or do do that cut, it's like there's is that is does that even exist? And that's not that. like a, an assembly cut or or multiple exactly. reels of like exactly physical cuts. Like okay, uh, we yeah, understand yeah. because this movie was filmed. I believe this one was filmed on actual film. At least the Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice were on actual film. So to say like there's a cut of something, it's like, okay, well, I understand in context of movie making that Zack yeah. Snyder probably has reels of footage that are unreleased. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, and that changed the structure of the story too. Because yeah. um, I know that the whole drama with getting Joss Whedon in and having a whole different version of it because they wanted it to reflect more like Avengers and all that kind of lighthearted stuff that you know Zack didn't really pertain to or like gravitate towards yeah anyway uh, this stuff is all in the past but anyway the point is it's kind of surprising and a miracle that jack snyder's justice league actually exists and yeah it's here now and so my friend luke said let's watch them we watched both we watched one day justice league vanilla and then the next day zack snyder's justice league oh so you so you did go and watch the the original yeah, version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I almost was wondering if you would just go straight into the Snyder cut. Like I would don't like I need I, to find someone who like has just seen... just seen the Snyder. Yeah, I'm so sorry to disappoint, but that's what <laughs> happened. Because I really am curious about what the changes would have been, right? Mm-hmm. So we just went on with the Joss Whedon one first, and then the next day we did the um, Zack Snyder one. And, oh wow, uh, that was 2021, and it was the last time I saw it, and. I'm still here to talk about it because I I love these characters, you know. So, and I think Zack Snyder is a very interesting filmmaker. Yeah, I think so. 
you know, I, I, I appreciate uh, his approach, like his artistic. He has like this bit of an artistic range of like how he wants. He to, does, uh, you know, do his movies, and he, um, he's he talks a lot about like he wish he didn't compromise as much with this movie because um, Dawn of Justice and you know with with Chris Terrio writing and Larry Fong as a cinematographer, he mm. really got to make Dawn of Justice, at least the ultimate edition. The The one that was in theaters is a little bit um, chopped up for for time, and um, yeah. there's a lot of context stuff taken out of it. But I, yeah, the, I do the remember. ultimate edition really does like have his vision. And then with Justice League, there was a lot of hands in the pot of saying, like, do this, don't do that. Make sure you, you, know, yeah. you make the, the film junkets happy. So, um, you know, with that and, and this movie, there have been many moments where it's like, this is his vision. But at the same time, you can see certain mm-hmm. decision choices that are like, OK, you're you're reeling back from the criticism of your last film. So you yeah. have to like adjust and, and adapt. And, and I think he looks at this film like, I wish I didn't compromise as much. But yeah, um, overall, it's it's nice to see like his um his vision, his choices, like in this yeah. version of the film. No, so, yeah, that's uh, a good. It's good that you brought that up because that's kind of what I admire about. Because like my history with Zack Snyder goes way back to, like I think two thousand four, back before I didn't even know his name when he directed uh, Dawn of the Dead, mm-hmm. and I felt and I felt that that was a very mean movie, and I never watched it again because it was just too nasty to me. Not necessarily the gore or anything, just it just felt mean, and I haven't seen yes. it since. And then 300 came out and 300 was a huge, huge deal. I, you know, um, I don't know how old you are, Mark, but um, uh, at the time that was like, what, 2007, I was 18. And um, yeah. it's not that I loved the movie, but I was very much interested in the way that it was told. Yes. Like just the yeah. execution. Like I just thought that it was very clever, very cool to see the comic book panels actually come to like more accurate like it had a cinematic lens to it that wasn't just saying we're doing the live action version it's going to be in real life you know ancient greece ancient sparta it's actually the stylized you know kind of very strong yeah yeah very strong leniency to that right so that so after that, then I've seen I've seen Watchmen, and then I've seen um, I have not seen the Owls of Gahul. Legend <laughs> of the God. I don't know how many people have, but uh, yeah, I have a friend who doesn't like Zack Snyder's movies, but that he likes that one the most. Like he he has seen Legend Legends of the Guardians, of and he's like he's like I really like that one. <laughs> okay, see, I find that that might be a hidden gem. I might have to watch that one because yeah. you know I've I've seen all the other Zack Snyder movies. Most of them. I haven't seen Sucker yeah. Punch. I think that's when I, what was it, 2010, Sucker Punch? That's when I kind of got was sick of Zack Snyder. Yeah, like 20, 2010 or 2009. It was it was that, it was in that, one of those yeah. years, yeah. Or 11, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Sucker <laughs> Punch, Sucker Punch, just the trailer made me so annoyed because at that point I just went, it's just Zack Snyder thing. It's just, it's just the slow motion and the this and the, the that. And I got sick of it. And so I kind of discarded Zack Snyder, like his directorial approaches very mm-hmm. much. And I think the same thing happened when I watched Man of Steel. The same thing happened when I watched Batman versus Superman, which was like one of my, 
like I told you, like I just told everybody that it was a difficult time for me in the cinema. I just wanted it to end. <laughs> just I was just like, I'm ready for this to be over. But after this whole thing with Justice League and the way that he didn't get his vision, you know, brought to life the way he wanted and all that kind of tampering and, you know, making that vanilla Zach's, uh, uh, Justice League. I came back around and I have a huge appreciation to the way that Zack Snyder makes his movies now. And I think that he's, you know, throughout his filmography, I see that there is a sincerity in the way that he wants to express things. And that's what I really like about him. Yeah. I think um, through all like the kind of hardcore part of his style. Yeah. That people can get kind of, who he is confused in a way and yes i did yeah and and, um you know i i grew up you know similar it um i'm just a few years younger than you but 300 and then i I did see sucker punch but at the time i saw sucker punch it was actually um i didn't know at the time that it was Zack snyder i just um i remember reading an article on g4 because g4 was around at that time and they were talking about they were talking about uh sucker punch and how the director was really influenced by video games and i said that sounds cool let me go see this movie and so i went to go see it by myself and was just completely blown away had no Mm. idea it was Zack snyder guy who did 300 and all this other stuff and i was just like whoa that's that's crazy that's awesome Uh, i want to see that again and so that's over time then i would start to be like oh i know who this guy is i've seen a lot of his movies by now and not known it they're connected (laughs) Um, and so then by Man of Steel, I remember seeing Man of Steel in theaters and I was in the same boat that you were in that I was like, ah, I, th- I think I'm good on this one. You yeah. Know, I was just, just not as entertained by it, uh, or, or maybe I just was too tired for it. But over time I would think about it and I would rewatch it and rewatch Man of Steel. And then I was like, there's a lot here that I really enjoy. Mm. And then when we, you know, Nathan, my co-host, and I were just talking about it and and really fell in love with the movie over time. Uh, so it really grew on me from from not liking it at all to then really liking it. And um, and then I felt the same way when I saw Dawn of Justice in theaters where I was just like, that was okay. And then over time, it would just be in the back of my head, certain phrases that were said that meant things like thematically. And I would just think about it and go, I really enjoyed this part and that part mm-hmm. and how they t- had this moment of dialogue um and so then i just over time again i was like really starting to uh fall in love with it so you know we did this podcast to kind of deep dive into some of those thoughts and ideas and things that they said and why they said Mm. those things and i think yeah with dawn of justice it really was chris terrio who really helped elevate these um dc movies for um for Zack snyder in that and chris terrio only wrote dawn of justice and um justice league but he really helps elevate it. And so now with, with certain new Zack Snyder films, Chris Terrio is not in the mix for that. Uh-huh. So there might not be as as like a high nuance or kind of like these highbrow takeaways of of, of um of morals or, or theming. I think it yeah. might it might go back to more of like a sucker punch or like three hundred where it's like it's cinematically very cool, but I, I don't know. Yeah, that it's something that I chew on after the fact. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like the writing itself. And so that's something I really enjoyed about these movies and why I like to talk about it because mm. some of the things that these characters say, like 
they are what I want to hear a superhero tell me. Like it's like oh, right. I'm, you know, being a better person or you know, do we act on disinformation? Do we have all the facts before we make a decision? Like things that help me yeah. make good choices. <laughs> so I think that's very healthy in superhero films. And that's why I started to really talk about these and defend them a lot. So um No, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think what you're saying is rings pretty true because I mean I've only seen uh Justice League once, but there's, but there's something that I cannot hate about it. You know what I mean? If that, if that makes sense, like there's something that I can't hate because it felt coming like it was coming from something that wasn't being cynical. It wasn't being yes. cynical, and it wasn't being self-referential. It was really playing it straight, and it wants you to listen to what's being said, even if, in my opinion, things don't connect as well as I'd like it to, you know, there's, it's probably not my tempo. I guess that's the most diplomatic way of saying it. Mm -hmm. um, but there's nothing that I, like I said, I went, I went back on my opinions on how Zack Snyder makes movies and there's never, it wasn't, it's not, hmm, it's not, I don't want to, I don't want to crap on this either, but it's not, you know, the Marvel movies in a way, if you, if, if you get my drift, you know, it's more, yeah. It's more like the funniest thing about the MCU, the the Marvel films, Marvel Studios movies, is that, you know, the funniest, like what's supposed to be one of the funniest uh, installments, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, those are done with so much heart and um, with so much sincerity. And mm -hmm. I think that, I think so anyway. And um, I think that that's the same thing with, um, with Justice League. And um, there's something nice to... There's something to uh, just uh, think about. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, make, it makes sense, you know, like James Gunn and, and, and Zack Snyder. They they are more similar than I think people give them credit for. I think people think yeah. of them as like two sides of the spectrum. Um, yeah. But, you know, both of them worked on Dawn of the Dead and both of them have a... That's right. That's, um, that's right. That's right. <laughs> wow. I didn't even think of that. Both yeah. of them have a twisted mind at some points. So I think that might be like... You know, you put both of them in the same movie. Of course, some people uh, there's there's I, I understand when you say like there's some parts of Dawn of the Dead that are just kind of mean spirited. And I think that comes from both of them just being like, we want to make a horror movie that like is a little gross at times or, or upsetting. And it's like, OK, yeah, both of you should never work on a movie together again. <laughs> so, OK, yeah, probably. There's a little too much, uh, too much mean spirited. Yeah, too much out. hardcoreness uh, in yeah. the same room. Um, but they both do, yeah, you know, um, you know, uh, Zack Snyder has Rebel Moon coming out um, mm -hmm. at the end of December. So, um, again, we'll see what it's like to have, like, a completely uncaged uh, Zack yeah. Snyder vision, uh, for better or worse. So um. Exactly. And <laughs> I remember watching, I watched um, Army of the Dead when mm -hmm. it came out. I did yeah. it for another podcast. Oh, there's another podcast I used to be on and I used to be a co-host of. It was called Twofold. And it was me mm. and my cousin just talking about two movies, one new, one old. And we and it would be an excuse for us to watch movies together like that would come out. That's perfect. That are recent. That's right? So we got Army of the Dead. And like what I went, you know, what I got from it was I'm glad Zack Snyder get, gets to make whatever movie he wants to make. Just he can go and he he can do his artsy things, and it's always going to be interesting because it's coming from like an artistic yeah. mind, you know. So that's and but the irony is that I'm not super interested in like what Zack Snyder is doing. I'm just very happy for him. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people are. And you know what? It's 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 good to be Zack Snyder in that regard that like you can keep making your you know, your your movies and like your vision and stuff and people are interested whether they despise it or love it, you know? It's not yeah. like you're Luke Besson where you come out with like Valerian and mm. then nobody watches it and like everyone knows you for the fifth element and every movie mm-hmm. you do you do has like a artistic vision. But when you release something, nobody talks about it. They go like, oh, there's a new Luke Besson movie. Okay, anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when Zack Snyder makes a movie, like everyone is talking about it. Yeah. Whether they're rolling their eyes or, you know, they're 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 excited to see it in theaters if they can. So, yeah, um, yeah it's a, yeah, good good on Zack. So, um, <laughs> well, let's, let's start with the minute here. Let's do um, it. You know, I'd, um, I'd love to pick your brain more about these these mom- movies. So let's get into some of the moments here. And um, today That's we're going to be talking about Minute 176, which is uh, part six, Something Darker. Um, the minute's going to start with Clark staring out through the window uh, inside the Kent family home. And then the minute <laughs> is going to end with the Justice League being introduced to Alfred. Hell yeah. Mr. Pennyworth. Um, let's see here. Um, so in speaking of last week, so Superman, he's been resurrected. He's come back to life. He takes Lois Lane back to his home. Uh, somehow he instinctually remembers this place. So he comes back here. His memory is slowly starting to come back to him. Um, we believe that Lois Lane has given uh a a flannel shirt that belongs to his father and he's putting it on and so all of a sudden he's like remembering yeah and it's like um he's looking at the shirt and he said um she used to love it here and he's he's referring to his mother uh or not she used to love it that she does she loved it here uh because the house is being foreclosed she has to leave the house um so everything is kind of down it's very sad uh, but now that Superman's back, like there's starting to be like this wave of hope and and heart coming back into into Smallville, and we see that with yeah. the sun rising. Um, and so when he says that, just passively, he says she loved it here. Then he looks up and he's like, "There's like this epiphany of like, oh, I'm remembering. Like my memories are coming back." Um, and then that's why we get in this minute here where he says. I, I did too. Like I, I, I loved it here as well. And I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's really, it's very nice. This, these are things that you rarely see. I don't want to make draw comparisons, but I am anyway, rarely <laughs> well, seen like the MCU, I think at least. Cause I mean, I've seen all, I've seen all of them up to end game. I kind of dropped off after that, but um, you know, there's, that's what I. That's what we've been talking about. Where there's just this nice sincerity going on. You know, you believe that Superman, Superman is, you know, he's coming back from, you know, being resurrected, and he's just trying. He's just finding himself again, and um, you know, the world needs him, and he's and and you know, and the way to get back out there is starting back from where he started in you know in Smallville at the in in the farmhouse and. The way that this is lit is so nice. Oh, did we talk about... No, okay. You guys probably talked about this, but now I'm just remembering. It's at, you know, the aspect ratio is one three three one. I love it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He he filmed it, the complete picture, because it was meant for an IMAX screen. Yes. So he filmed with IMAX cameras, and, you know, this is, you know, like, 
like we talked about earlier i don't know if i said on on oh yeah we did on the actual podcast that it's filmed like actual film so it's film yeah yeah so it is in that that full aspect ratio and so um, i love it yeah. i i love that format because people don't use it very much and i you can by the way mark you can stop me whenever i start because i'm going to just go on and on and on about <laughs> this but i love the imax format so much because at least the old and true IMAX format from way back in the day when it was all film instead of digital. Because, you know, I think the problem with, maybe they changed it now, but the problem that keeps happening with IMAX is that their bulbs are not, the ones for digital are just not strong enough as they were for the film version to be able to project on such a big screen. And that's why they downsized uh, screens um, for the digital versions that they that they have out now and they also i don't think i've i haven't i haven't been to any like really big imax screens in a long long time so maybe maybe it's changed but um you know uh from all the imax screens that i went to nowadays when it was digital they, it's now 16 by 9 it's you know it's yeah 138 aspect ratio which is very disappointing 185 rather it's very yeah. it's like very disappointing I think it's, you know, it's if a movie is filmed with with IMAX cameras, I, then I would opt in to see um, it in IMAX, right? Oh, like no I, doubt, no doubt yeah. about it. Yeah. So I think a lot of times movies just get said like, "Oh, go see it in IMAX." And it's like, but it was filmed digitally. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Why yeah, would yeah, I? Yeah. Why would I? What am I doing? Um, and so it really, yeah. it really depends. Like, so I, I will kind of opt in for. Um, IMAX only when you know if it was this and if Zack Snyder's Justice like ever got like an IMAX release it's like okay I'd go see it because then I that's 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 rightfully so I should go see it in that form yeah and it's ten and I'm glad that that circumference was being utilized because it just gives it such a much like, yeah now you saw the yeah. uh the theatrical version now that is in in widescreen it has the bars and really what it does is it just kind of crops it of course um, it does. So I don't yeah. know if you don't remember. Uh, there's <laughs> the movie also doesn't look good because they've taken the full picture, and and I, I always use Batman as an example. And so like his cow is like up here, <laughs> yeah. widescreen. So they you just cut off the, the horns. Yeah, you just get the space ghost part of him, and there's like <laughs> the, if there's ghost. already a close up, then then it's also cropped and the close up, and so some people's faces just take up the entire picture. And it's yeah. like, oh, it's this no is, good. This doesn't work. Like you, no good. <laughs> no, you need to at least like zoom, zoom out a little bit or, or re re aspect it in a re ratio it in a way that you can put bars on it. So no, they never should have changed it. If it if that was the intention, leave it that way. Cause yeah, it's been filmed like that. That's how it should look like. And the way that Zack Snyder frames things is wonderful. Like he's always had a great eye for that sort of thing. And yeah. every time I look at any of these shots, they are working for the aspect ratio that he's going for. And there's enough negative space. So when you see it on a big screen and you know your, your whole field of view is just being engulfed by this monstrous image. Mm -hmm. And there's still that focus point that lets you like, that gives you the, what you need to know. And then the rest of it is there just to make it feel like you're in the moment. So when they crop it, Close-ups, come on! It's just so it's like so tight, it's nuts. Yeah, and um, you know, there's there's one image here in particular that I want to I want to talk about, and it's this. Both swing of these shots are gorgeous on the yeah. on the tree, like the swing, and so you can see it's like in the very bottom. Yeah, 
right corner and so like to crop you then have to be like okay well how where would we put bars on it if we're gonna you know seriously yeah that's just such Um, nonsense obviously so and there's something that we want to call back to in man of steel here now like this swing was in in man of steel like obviously the kent family home there were so many yeah 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 yeah. smallville and and one of them would would have been this swing um on this tree and it's nice to go back to that like as he stares out and he has like this rush of memories to look out Mm -hmm. at the window and see this swing um this would go back to man of steel when his first heroic act was saving this bully from the school bus or is saving a whole bunch of kids from a school yeah. bus. Um, and then of course the parents, their neighbor comes in and it's like, I, you know, my son saw him lift that bus out of the water. Um, you know, that was an act of God. And like, he's, you know, there's this shot of this swing set. So his first heroic act is, yeah. is, is, is like embedded in the memories of this swing here on this tree. And so to, yeah. to come back to life and to have your memories and, remember everything and then come back here it's like oh here's like an actual memory that we can think back on from from man of steel so um it's yeah, nice to have that that's little some, callback there that's some good visual storytelling really is it's nice there's a lot of that stuff i think i think none of these shots are done willy-nilly they're all they all have a little purpose to them mm-hmm. and it's so funny i'm saying that because i'm not a big fan of this movie <laughs> but i'm i but i appreciate it you know i appreciate it yeah i appreciate how, how that's all going down i think that's that that might be um one of Zack snyder's criticisms that he gets a lot is that um he has a lot of it's all these little parts right like there's yeah. that you know there's there's superman for one moment being superman and then remembering the swing set and then uh, we'll cut into the the next minute and it's the elevator opening well this was the elevator mm-hmm. shot that was from dawn of justice when we first saw batman coming down the elevator in minute 27. Oh, was it? So it's ah. like, it's a, it's like these little things of like, oh, remember this? Oh, remember this? And like, I did this mm-hmm. shot and like, oh, here's all the Justice League in the Batcave. Like, oh, that's cool. That's like all my action figures in the in a Batcave like play set. Like, you know. Totally. All these little things. But then the criticism is that sometimes people are like, oh, well, like, it's not the sum, you know, the sum of all of its parts. It doesn't still add up kind of thing. And so I think that's some of the criticisms that Zack Snyder's movies yeah. get. It's like, well, the overall package, like, does it work for you? And some people are like, <clears throat> no, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, I'm so. one of those people, unfortunately. <laughs> one of those people. But that's why we're watching this uh, minute by minute. And it's yeah. very nice to look at all the little details. Like, uh, God help me, if this was the mummy tomb of the dragon emperor i'd probably shoot myself I, honestly <laughs> i was thinking about watching it the other day specifically that one because i've seen one and two many times um i I've, i only saw <laughs> i only saw tomb of the dragon emperor once in theaters and oh good believe Lord. believe me i had no idea <clears throat> as uh, you know i don't know how old i was when that movie came out i did not know that rachel weiss was not reprising her role Oh no! And so when okay. I'm in the theater, like watching this, I'm like, "Who is this? <laughs> Who is this other woman?" <laughs> yeah, was... man, it's one of the most like uh, it's up there with Pirates of the Caribbean four, and, uh... and yeah, it's... it's up there with movies that I just absolutely hate. I just hate them. That they just keep making them. It's like, no, you yeah. should have stopped this. Um... Yeah, but no, <clears throat> Justice League, not the case. Not the case at all. Yeah, this movie looks wonderful has so much going on for it. I think um, that's... And is, yeah. 
Now, I wanted to say, is this the first time most of them are together now in that shot where they come down uh, the elevator? No, no. Actually, this this will be them kind of. Uh, <coughs> this will be them uh, kind of with their heads down, like walk of shame. Like they've, I think they've lost uh, pretty much two battles now. So okay. the, the first one was in the Metropolis Project when they were in the tunnels and they kind of lost oh, that yeah. fight. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah, not yeah. working okay. cohesively as a team. And then the tunnels, that's that's what happened. Doesn't happen after. Wow, man. Yeah. I have not seen this movie in a while. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then they lost the mother box. Um, even though so Dr. Silas Stone kind of sacrifices his life to uh, super conduct the mother box so that at least it's trackable. But then That's he dies, right. and then um, uh, Cyborg is just like completely depressed and distraught. And then Steppenwolf still takes the mother box, uh, and so now mm-hmm. he has all three mother boxes. So again, there's a video game um, kind of uh, skeleton going on for, yeah. for Steppenwolf, where he is the one collecting these mother boxes, and so it's kind of yeah. like, well, he got the first one, he got the second one, and now he's got the third one. So it's game over now. So they're here at the Batcave, like, okay, we need to regroup. We need to find this third mother box yeah. because Dr. Silas Stone, uh, he heated it to an unfathomable degree temperature, and so it's trackable now. It's, um, you know, uh, full That's of radiation. Right. So it's like, let's go look for it. And so everyone here in this Batcave is like, I guess, like, there's going to be, like, the Zack Snyder part of this group being, like, we're we're so hardcore. We're badass. We're walking through this back cave, but also it's like, well, we just got our asses kicked, so we can't exactly yeah, be yeah. happy, uh, except save for one person who is excited to be here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except for except for the Flash. Yeah, and uh, I like. Yeah, this is so different from what you would expect Zack Snyder to be <laughs> telling the characters to do, right? And I like it. I like it a lot. Like, there's so much. It's it's disarming in a way where you think it's gonna be just. <laughs> we gotta get you know and it's actually it's actually just just the normal really funny i don't know i think i think uh you know uh the flash's reactions are they're okay i I think they're good you know yeah they're um so if i remember back to the theatrical cut um they they do this a little bit differently and i think everyone is in casual clothing if i remember correctly instead of in their costumes so that's one change oh yeah so they do this scene they reshoot the scene differently everyone's in their in their just casual outfits and then barry allen is like wow this is it's like a cave it's like a bat cave and then oh and then he's like zipping around he like zips into the batmobile and then he zips back and then he's like fine but in here he's like still in costume he's like this is awesome, you know? Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's it's a little bit more tame. Um, and then we get this uh, bit of a, a quirky line where Bruce Wayne says, this is Alfred. I work for him. Uh, I love that line. <laughs> I love that line. I love it. Yeah. I also, I also am like, I know this isn't part of the minute exactly, but I just was so surprised at um, Jeremy Irons's idea for for alfred mm-hmm. i mean it's probably in the script as well but he's so like this is so different from any of the other alfreds that i've watched in any other batman movie because i think yeah. that um he, he's doing so much more like even michael kane michael kane was more of a uh more of a i don't want to say mentor figure because he really didn't 
do that but he was kind of his moral like you know it was bruce wayne's moral compass and he kind of just kept him on that straight and narrow path in in the dark knight films but this alfred is so much more of a of an active participant in all of the events that are happening and he does help uh bruce wayne batman in so in such a much more I'm just going to say interesting capacity than any other one yeah. that I've seen. And he's just so much more snipey and just like back talky. And it's like, I like that. Yeah. I, like, I really, I was so surprised when I watched the, you know, uh, BVS. Right. And to see, to see that kind of an Alfred. And I think that uh, now the more that I'm thinking about it, the more I'm going to miss this because <laughs> now they're, you know, as you know, the, they're rebooting the whole thing. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And it was it was a surprise. He was in the Flash movie that came out in in June. Um, oh, he was. Okay, and he was, and it was very surprising. You know, I didn't know that he was going to be in it. Um, he's in it for for I think the beginning scene, the opening scene, and 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 stuff like that. And it's like, oh, wow, you're here. I miss you. I miss yeah. you so much. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yes, I. I uh, we were talking Such about a good minute about it, and uh, you know John and Nile, and uh, I don't, I, I don't think there is a bad bad Alfred. In in any capacity, I don't think there is like a moment of uh, no. someone who has played Alfred, and and in live action, you know, uh, Goff and and Kane, and um, mm-hmm. even in the the show called Gotham, there was an Alfred there. Um, there's the Alfred show. Uh, Pennyworth, and then there's this Alfred, and I'm sure I'm missing. There's one. the Batman, yeah, Andy Circus, yep, yeah, yeah. Andy Circus. Uh, uh, I think there's there, there's more from that Alfred we haven't seen yet, just because he was hospitalized for most of the movie. Nathan, you're gonna say something because I was gonna say, <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm jumping in here. I'm gonna. <laughs> From the sidelines, I was going to say, what about Lego Alfred, huh? No credit to Lego Alfred, huh? Lego Alfred. I don't even know who who voices Alfred in Lego. Is that even a thing? Do they have Lego Alfred? Is there Lego? They have to. Oh, yeah, I think so. I don't remember Lego Batman all that well. I watched it one time. Me um, too. Very inebriated, so. (laughs) Well, maybe not me, but. (laughs) It was one of those kind of movies. Um, Right. Hey, Nate. Hey, Let's what's go. up? I'm so sorry. I'm coming in late to this party, gentlemen. Um, but you know what? I uh, I'm agreeing with so much that is that is happening right now. As much of the listeners would would know, because my standpoint on all of these things, um, you know, aligns with 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 what we're talking about here. All um, right. More importantly, is this Alfred? Oh my good gosh. I love this Alfred. I just wanted to chime in on that. Uh, I know. Yeah, Jeremy Irons' Alfred is so much more um, uh, intricate, if you will. Uh, Like you said, involved on so many different levels where it's like, oh, yeah, that just makes sense. Why Mm -hmm. wasn't he like that before? And it's like, well, I guess maybe he was like that in a cartoon. It's like, okay, I'll get you that. But then also sometimes there was a crutch of having this old man – as your as your butler, mm-hmm. um, kind of you know, so puts a puts a damper on that. But hey, so I'm, I'm sure someone was screaming at us like, "Who voiced Lego Alfred in that movie?" Yeah, uh, you guys would be surprised. It was voiced by Ray Fiennes. No oh. way! Good oh, good old Voldemort. Okay. So there we go. That's great. That's great. No, I totally agree with you, Nate. Like. 
this this Alfred is something I've not seen before in all the other because like like I said the Michael Caine version also very good it's just that that's sort of what you expect Alfred to be at least from all the other Alfreds that I've experienced in, in movies and and uh, cartoons yeah that's him but this one like you said like there's some logic to the fact that he's he's a he's very good with technology and he's very good with assisting Batman and being kind of his you know right arm or left arm or whatever like just being in being someone to actually actively help him in his fight against crime yeah <laughs> yeah rather than having just like a sole voice of reason where it's just yes. like hey you're going to kill yourself cut it out it's like okay well that you could do that for like one of the nights but then every other night i got to get you helping out guy like you yeah. got to be putting some hours in i mean yeah. i can't be doing this all on my own <laughs> um totally. it also kind of goes to like a ba- uh, an alfred uh bruce relationship where it's um an alfred that wants to indulge bruce (laughs) if you will um i don't know if indulge is the right term but it's kind of just like the hey you're gonna do this anyway you know what i might as well do as much as i can to not get you to like kill yourself or at least like just use all of my expertise because there's no stopping you my guy so you know what it's like that let uh, me just fall in suit bob's burgers quote where it's like okay fine but i'm gonna complain the whole time it's like that kind of At least he's like not just being like, "All right, master, well, I'll just put your your food down here." Yeah. It's like, no, eat this. Yeah, <laughs> he does goblin. Both. It's like, and also, like, I I really like the idea that um, if you remove the aspect of a Wayne Manor, it frees up so much more time for Alfred and just like True. other stuff. Like, imagine just not having to take care of twelve bedrooms and baths. You know, that no one's gonna use. Right? That nobody's using. So, like, remove the mansion, put him in just, like, whatever penthouse that you want. This guy's got maybe, it's maybe a 3-2. And you know what? That's that's awesome if you got this, like, 3-2 lake house. That thing is prime. Anyway, so you got Alfred hanging out in, like, the mother-in-law suite down the road. And he just pops in to just do the whole, you know, cutting the wood. (laughs) <laughs> washing the wine glasses like doing those things yeah. where it's just like yeah you remove uh the aspect of just like a living abode and that also kind of removes that idea of just a lowly old man butler mm-hmm. it's like okay well then get this guy into action like he's he's tech he can he can do things he's great with his hands he can you know build mm-hmm. so it kind of just makes more it makes it for better character development of a character that we've seen do the same thing for 70 years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it adds, I totally I think it adds more respect to that character. It's like, oh, we, we all say we like the character, but then we all want him to just fetch tea for out for Bruce. Yeah. And, then it's like, and say his lines and leave. And said, it's like, no, this Alfred is, you know, he's more physical, more hands on. He's, he's helping. Like, I mean, there was a scene earlier where he's, helping batman put the 50 caliber gun on the batmobile and he's just like yep yeah, i'm here i'll help you do it like you know um so uh but what i really like uh, in the scene here is you know he he's being introduced to the the justice league and so we've already had this wonderful scene with um, wonder woman and alfred with their 
learn uh, he's teaching her how to properly make tea and so they're here back again and so they are already very familiar with each other wonder woman has already been part of this bat cave uh bat family if you will for quite some time um and then of course then the next person to walk by is cyborg now cyborg is his father's just died so uh, i think we can mm. excuse his kind of like i do not care about this right now and and just yeah. kind of walk away but um in tomorrow's minute we'll see the other two members they'll be introduced as well so um yeah yeah cyborg's had so much more going on for him in the Zack snyder edition yes than, oh it was so i thought he was just you know he even without knowing i knew that there was something truncated about the, the cyborg's involvement in the original like the vanilla justice league that i watched because um nate i don't know if you know but like i've watched uh, a friend of mine uh said oh look just you know Zack snyder's justice league dropped let's watch because we both haven't seen it let's watch vanilla justice league first and then the next day let's watch Zack snyder's justice league <laughs> so i watched them both uh first time and unfortunately last time uh in a two-day period yeah and um yeah and so there was just uh i was just so much happier seeing so much more backstory to cyborg because he was so superfluous in the original version yeah i and that's honestly a, such a huge understatement um yeah <laughs> to a racial it's degree like I, hear... I think that's that's the biggest thing like behind the yeah. scenes it's like oh you cut him out cuz you don't like i'm sorry cuz you didn't like the guy yeah. ridiculous like what are you i didn't hear that but about? wow Man, that is wow. like such. Uh, that's just like something that everybody deals with in a in a working environment, and yeah, ninety nine percent of the time, you know what that solution is to that problem. You know, it's like okay, clearly you have your own crap that you have going on. Um, you know what? This is a place of business or whatever. This is a job. This is uh, a thing that people are doing. This is important. So take that crap and get out, you know? It's, it's just anyway. But, um yeah, yeah. Uh, that's also uh, that that is a gauntlet for you to do back to back one and then the other. I am very g- glad <laughs> that I had such a big amount of buffer time from when <laughs> I watched the theatrical version to Zack Snyder's version. Um yeah, that's uh that that's intense. I so what? So we saw the theatrical version when it came out in theaters and then I didn't watch any of it. Like uh, I was just staunchly just like, "Yep, that's it. That's that's done." And then Mark and I even talking about like, "We're not going to do minute by minute of that, right?" <laughs> oh, wow. You guys so actually had that conversation. Like, close the okay. Book. We did the trilogy like we I said my piece. I got what I wanted to say with with the characters, and you know what? I'm I'm, I'm done for there. Um, you know, jump a couple years later. It's like, hey, we're back in it, baby. Um, but going day one day, regular Joss Whedon, and then the next. That seems like it's. I applaud you for as Thank you. like in taking that much Justice League, in taking that much of this story. That's take, that's taking a lot <laughs> yeah. of the the filmmaking. It was too. nuts. Like you're you're yeah. having to think about both. Like yeah, that's, that's what I was another thing. Like not just not just that's two why I wanted to do that stories or two different ways of telling the story, um, which differ drastically. But also that like you're having to consider like 
reshoots and 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 these and, yeah and like yeah there's so much I, i'd have a i'd have a, a fever dream attack if i was like trying to think about like did that happen in the in the first one or am i remembering this in the second one like, like that what, what's the difference in this uh, 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 and then yeah that, i don't know that's why but i hey. did it <laughs> that's why i did it so i i got through and it was it was an experience i will not forget yeah i'm sure i'm uh, i i feel your uh, <laughs> I was gonna say pain or suffering, but um, you know, situation. Just, I, I feel I the uh, intensiveness of of just what that yeah. would take. Yeah, there's there's two things I want to I want to talk about uh, with that, and and we were just talking about cyborg and how much they've cut out uh, from that theatrical version of the film, but then when we look back at Superman at the beginning of this minute. Um, I mean, he too, Henry Cavill, there's a lot of that theatrical cut that's cut out. And when we talk about like, oh, like you want a two hour like popcorn flick. And it's like this character suffered as well, where it's like all of this is removed, like all this um, heart and hope and all this like, um, you know, we, we hit a low point in Dawn of Justice intentionally because that's what the story wanted to do. It was like hit a low point and like, you know, have like this this kind of tragedy for Superman. But then to come back from that, the theatrical cut like cuts all of this out, and you would mm. think like, oh, that would have been nice to have. Like it's kind of nutritious for us, and you know, it's comic book stuff, and it's like we'd want to see that again. It's like no, you're you just want to hear Superman say uh, truth, justice, in the American way, and like punch something really hard, and like everyone be like, look, that's the that's the Boy Scout Superman I like, and it's like I don't know that that's exactly what you wanted but it seems like mm. everyone's happier that that was the direction um and so that's where some of the the debate comes from where it's like mm-hmm. you know how much of superman do we really want to see again and to see this now here it's like oh it's very nice to have this character back again um the other thing i wanted to talk about was that dark mo- period between the theatrical cut and the snyder cut coming out you did have a lot of uh, artists on like social media who would try to make their own edits um, of the theatrical cut and bring back in mm. Junkie XL Tom Holkenberg's music and um, try to uh, color correct the film and and people making all sorts of projects where they would try to take mm. the the footage from the movies and you know some of the shots in the trailers that, that weren't in the movie um, and kind of piece together. Zack Snyder's vision and something I always knew was going to happen. And I, and I loved seeing it happen in real time was I could see what people thought Zack Snyder was and like say like, Oh, we can, I, you know, I can make a Zack Snyder movie just, you know, cause I know he's dark and gritty and I can do this and that. And then when you see the actual yeah. Snyder cut, it's like not exactly what they were doing. It's and not. So it's like, yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Like, it's not what you expected. Yeah. I don't yeah. think you guys fully understand some of the heart that he had for these movies instead of just making things dark and gritty and putting on like heavy metal music. Although there is heavy metal music in here at some point, but it's, I enjoy, (laughs) you know, the the, actually seeing his vision, it it differs to those who thought they could capture his style. It's like, no, I don't think you guys get the full, the full range of it. So I think, yeah. And I'm just rethinking about all the, you know, the three movies, by three movies, I'm thinking Man of Steel, uh, 
Su- uh, Batman v Superman and this yes. one, right? Is that that's kind of is that what we're? Yes, that like, that would the be the there? trilogy. Uh, what should have been five <clears throat> films, yeah. but is actually just three. Yeah, and then when I'm like looking back at that, I'm thinking, maybe, maybe it was, it must have been in the plan all along. Then starting with Man of Steel being as, I don't like saying the word, but gritty, like being as gritty as it is and being as like very somber and for a Superman movie, that's a bit jarring, but then moving on to what we have in justice League, there's justice leave. Wow. <laughs> what we have in justice league? Uh, there's so much more like there's, there's more optimism being put in. And I think it's, it was slowly doing that. Like it went, like you said, it went dark with Batman v Superman, but then it's going back up. Um, in a way that none of the people who were doing all the fan edits and stuff like that kind of expected. They were expecting it to have that same kind of dark tone, but it really doesn't have that such... It's not what you think it is, you know? Yeah. And that's... And now I'm just kind of thinking, was that the plan all along? It, I guess it, it was. was. It, it was. And, and it yeah. would... Um, you know, of course, there's like this whole nightmare sequence and that plays a part in it too, where it's like that there is a darkness coming. I mean, this chapter is called Something Darker and it just kind of allude to that like you know um superman he he arrived on earth and 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 bringing both man's world and and krypton together in, in man of steel like it it takes this kind of gray foundation and then like it tries to add some color to it and then dawn of justice says hey people don't like you uh because you're not you're not from here which is something we yeah. in america say a lot um and so it really tackles <laughs> with that political uh issue and then they kill him, and then we realize, hey, that was really wrong of us. Why did we do that? Um, and and so everyone feels sad about it. And then in this movie, it's like he comes back to life, and so much color, and Justice League is here, and then um, there's an alien out there that's really angry about that. So that's what the next movie would have been about. <laughs> right, 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 so, right, yeah. Um, but that's all I have for this one. I know we have some more... Um, to talk about this week so i don't want to hold up too much here but does anyone else yeah. have any any closing thoughts for this minute nope that's it <laughs> cool i don't think i do i think i'm ready for the next one all right we're gonna wrap up for today if you've enjoyed today's show please consider leaving a five-star review it really does help the show and helps new listeners discover our show as well if you'd like to join the conversation you can chat with us on twitter at dceu minutes and if you'd like to hear more bonus content We also have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.